Hey, everybody. Hello there. <laughs> Welcome Sorry, back. we didn't see you guys come in. Welcome back to Local News Live. Thanks for spending part of your holiday weekend with us. That's Mike Bell. I'm Tyler Jones, and we got a lot to get to here on this Sunday, Mike, as we're looking at the top trending stories for this holiday weekend. Hope you're having a good Kwanzaa, Boxing Day, or post-Christmas celebration, whatever it may be, Mike. Uh, thanks for joining us, man. Oh, Tyler, thank you for having me. Of course, I'd be here anyways because uh, we're scheduled to work today. <laughs> so the thing is, we were thinking earlier we were going to do some kind of pun about Boxing Day, which isn't about boxing, uh, turns out. Big if true. We, big if true. True. So we were going to like bring in some boxing gloves, and I was going to be like, what? It's not about boxing? Like a whole little Rocky moment or something. Uh, but instead, we're going to talk about some of the top trending stories in the gray sphere of influence, as I like to call it. One, uh, two, three. Sphere of influence. Exactly. So Gray's got a lot of stations across the country. These are five of the top stories that have to do with the holidays, of course. Christmas, just in the rearview mirror. We got the uh, New Year's Eve just on the horizon. Kwanzaa is happening. Boxing Day is happening, especially for our... Uh, any of our viewers in the uh, UK or uh, countries that used to be part of the UK, I should say. Canada. 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 It's big in Canada, from what I understand. Did so, you have a good Christmas yourself, Mike? I had a wonderful Christmas. Awesome food, hanging out with my relatives, mostly my in-laws. Really good time. How was yours? It was great. Had a great time seeing the family and uh, a real reminder of what matters most. And enjoying that time with the people that you love uh, certainly was a refreshing and and a nice and now back in the saddle again for uh, local news live always a pleasure to be here uh, here on LNL today and so Mike let's go ahead and get started we're gonna head to the state of Alabama involving a Lyft driver yes this this is kind of an intense story to kick things off but it has a happy ending and there's a bit of a, a cliffhanger to this so hopefully we get to bring you a bit of an update, but yes, the headline here from WAFF, and this of course being Huntsville, Alabama, headline, Lyft driver wakes up family to alert them of a house fire. So we're gonna, I'm not even gonna bore you guys with any details. We're gonna watch this video and we're gonna go on from here, but tune in, it, it, it's interesting. Planned for one family in Huntsville after their house caught on fire in the middle of the night. It really is a devastating event, but it could have been much worse. A Lyft driver saw smoke and flames and he jumped into action. 48's Megan Plotka has a story. The baby woke up and started crying. I thought she was just hungry, so I, I went into her room to give her a bottle and I just couldn't really calm her down, but at the time didn't notice that anything was odd. And then probably not 30 seconds later, I heard banging on um, the door and the window. And um, thank God, uh, just a hero <laughs> was waking us up, waking up the rest of the house, telling us to get out. And um, and we did, luckily, in, in time. A nearby Lyft driver saw smoke and banged on their front door, waking up Ann Caldwell. She went to the door and it was a Lyft driver and their passenger. They stopped on their way to their destination to tell her that her house was on fire. She quickly grabbed her husband and baby and ran out of the house. She said they saw flames coming out of the back of the house. Firefighters arrived in just a matter of minutes and put out the fire. Caldwell said it only damaged parts of the house. She said she's afraid it could have been a lot worse if the Lyft driver and passenger didn't get there when they did. 
you know, my baby's six months old and she, uh, her room was closer to the area of the fire than our master bedroom. And, um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't like to think about what would have happened. Caldwell says she didn't get the names of the Lyft driver and passenger, but she wants to tell them how grateful she is that they stopped. Myself and my baby Ren and my husband are so thankful. Um, and we would love to be able to reach out and, and thank them if, if anybody has any connections to Lyft or if they happen to see this. So there you have it, that a story from our station WAFF in Huntsville, Alabama. Mike, you love to see these feel-good stories when somebody can help out and a, a Lyft driver, the uh, hero of the day here. An anonymous Lyft driver, by the way. We still don't know who that Lyft driver was. He, she, somebody was driving around, doing their job, especially on Christmas of all things. Nobody likes to work on Christmas, let's be real, right? But the fact is, saw this house, smoke, flames, everything, went up, and, and it's, it's, all, it's not about just taking time out of what you're doing. You're risking your own personal safety because you don't know what's about to happen when a house is on fire. So kudos to whoever that is. I really hope whoever it is, they, if they want to come forward, I can understand if you don't want a little bit of fame. I totally get that. But I hope they can come forward and, and be recognized as a hero because otherwise this story would have a very different ending. So thankfully, family was able to make it out safe. And we are able to tell this story in a feel-good section rather than otherwise. Yeah, and the other part of that, I know that you mentioned, Mike, that you'd love to see this person get recognized, and, and I would too, but there also is something to the extent of the idea of when somebody doesn't seek that credit that you know what their intentions were, that it wasn't about uh, looking for you know, to be publicized of some sort, exactly. looking for attention. Like, you know that that person's got a good heart. Exactly. Like, folks, I'm, I'm going to be completely real with you. If it was me, it, I used to deliver packages, okay, for a living uh, a few years ago in this kind, of, this kind of season, this kind of weather. If the same situation had happened to me, wouldn't have hesitated for a moment. I'd like to think I would try to help out as best I can, but I would be bragging. I would be telling everyone, yeah, 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 I saved a family from a house fire. I, I, I wouldn't regret it for an instant, trying to help. But also, yeah, I wouldn't mind being recognized as well. Am I self, uh, selfish? Yeah, but also selfless. And that's the best I can really do. There's a difference there. There is a difference. So it's now we're going to move on to the next story, another Christmas story here. And this one, another really heart-touching one as well. Family comes home family comes together for Christmas after losing homes in tornado. This one coming from Truman, Arkansas, our station there, K-A-I-T. So Jonesboro is uh, where the station's at. And yes. we've been talking a lot, Mike, over the last week or so about these severe weather situations that have hit the southeast that with these unexpectedly high temperatures, they've led to tornadoes and severe weather that we usually don't see this time of year. Absolutely. And so when we're not normally doing a Facebook Live or something, along the bottom you can find, uh, of our screen, you can find uh, the, the hotline. If you still care to donate, you can to all the victims from the deadly storms from uh, uh, now a couple weeks ago, but still, I'm sure it's still very fresh in their memories. So family that triumphed over tragedy, December 10th, so yes, a couple weeks ago now, a tornado that ripped through Truman destroyed the home of Jesse Stevens and his mother, Holly. 
There's another video. Let's tune in. Increase Clemens has the story of one family who was just grateful to be together. Food and fellowship at the Stevens home this Christmas. A time to get together and enjoy one another. A gathering which felt a little different this year. Just a little different, you know, getting having to go different places to, to celebrate, but we're all still getting to be together as a family, so that's all that matters. Jesse Stevens and his mother, Holly, both suffered losses from the December 10th tornado. Jesse's home was destroyed. Once a property way, bush and a fence stood. Only a concrete drive and memories are left of Jesse's home. Getting to remodel something and, and knowing that, you know, this was going to be our home that, you know, my family was going to be living in and starting in. So that's probably my fondest memory of this place. Now, nothing's here. The feelings Jesse feels this day are different than the ones he felt the day he lost his home. With his family still around him, he is positive. Well, my prayers are, are more thankful you know, for, for the blessings that we have than they are anything else. At his grandmother's home where they gathered on Christmas Day, the innocent sound of children filled the air, noise that serves as a reminder. We have each other, you know, um, we have God to thank and our faith and our family. A Christmas to remember for the Stevens. We've been blessed since it happened. In Truman, Carice Clemens, Region 8 News. Powerful story there. Thank you, Carice. Governor Asa Hutchinson said last week more than 200 homes in Truman were destroyed by the tornado. And there we go. So another story to, coming to us from K8. Oh, is this? Oh, I'm sorry. I was looking at the wrong screen. I thought we started the story over. That's on me. KAIT. Bring that from Truman, Arkansas, uh, one of the unfortunately many families that was impacted by the deadly tornadoes from a couple weeks ago, able to celebrate Christmas. And as I said, Jesse and his family were able to enjoy their Christmas together and are thankful to God that they are alive and safe. We're thankful as well. Uh, you know, there's a lot to be thankful for around the holidays. Uh, Tyler, I, I got to tell you, I've never suffered anything quite like that. My, my house, my family being impacted, house being demolished by a tornado or anything like that. So it really makes you like grateful for the things you have and that, you know, that you're not suffering like some others are suffering after such an awful event. Well, along those same lines too, Mike, we hear all the time the cliches of, you know, hey, as long as we're together, that we're going to be okay and you know, the importance of family and not needing, you know, certain things and such, you know, but it's a whole nother reality when you actually have to live that, not just the words that are said, but the life experience. And when you see these people go through this life experience and having to pull through together, that means a whole different thing than just words that are spoken. These people have lived it and they've seen it. That's, that's heartbreaking. It, it's, it's an old saying. I, I certainly am not wise enough to come up with it. A virtue untested is no virtue at all. So being able to hold the, the most important things dear really is the most important thing. You know, family and, and what you have and even after a storm, the things you can keep. So let's move on. And we're going to start moving to a happier story, and not that the last few stories weren't happy, 
everybody celebrating in their own way and being thankful for what they have. But this one is dogs, and I love dogs. I love and, dogs. And Tyler loves dogs. I mean, I feel like most people love dogs. If you're more of a cat person, God bless you. That was one of the things that I loved about being home during the uh, Christmas season was I got to see my dog, Gordon, who I've talked about on here before. He's uh, about kind of dog 15 years old, and he's like a corgi hound mix. He's barely able to walk now, and I think he's about half deaf and probably half blind too. But I'm not still, laughing. I swear. Like I'm sorry. <laughs> he like, still gets around, and and uh, the best part was when we were together as a family, we could go outside and enjoy the nice weather in Oklahoma because temperatures were in the 70s and yeah. such. And uh, Gordon seasonably warm. Yes, this season. Yeah. And Gordon was grinning ear to ear that the whole family was outside hanging out with him. Oh, and so even for his age, he still found a way to have a good. Tyler, time you're going to make me cry. I'm not joking <laughs> at all. Uh, something about dogs being happy, and I've had old dogs. And oh, okay. Let's let's move on. Let's move on. So this is uh, rescue dogs are uh, get, got to dig into Christmas toys from uh, Santa's sleigh, and this is from. Uh, Kanab, Utah, Kanab, Utah. If I mispronounce that, I apologize to all the residents there. Uh, it was a very special Christmas for some sheltered dogs in Utah on Saturday. Let, let's watch something really enjoyable. Oh, bucket crate. Oh, no. Oh, the bucket energy. Busy, busy boy. That's what she wants. You're just gorgeous. Look at you. Good job, Bobbit! Yeah, good! Oh, it's this one. You like this one? It's a good touch. Yeah, yeah. Good job. Hello, monkey. So, Mike, how about that scene there, huh? Yeah, yeah. So, I'll go ahead and read a little info off here. If you want to hit replay on the video, because... I could watch this about 15 more times. Uh, very special Christmas for some shelter dogs in Utah on Saturday. The animals awaiting adoption got to pick a favorite toy from a flatbed trailer called Santa's Sleigh. The toy giveaway for homeless pets is a 38-year-long tradition at Best Friends Animal Society in Canab, uh, Utah. I'm going to look up how to actually pronounce that so I never do this again. Animal lovers from all over the U.S. and Canada donated toys for the pets. Throughout the year, best friends work to find homes for every dog running the nation's largest no-kill animal sanctuary. That's amazing. I had no idea. Uh, the shelters, cats and kittens get toys on Christmas too, so it's not just dogs. It's also for the cats and kittens, everybody. The cats and kittens, they do not have to retrieve them from Santa's sleigh. I suppose it's more of a dog-related activity with the whole fetch thing, but right. I have seen cats play fetch before. I it, it, it's not a, a disqualification, of course. I like dogs and cats, but if you make me pick, I'm going to take dogs every time. I'm allergic to cats. I have no personal feelings against cats at all. I'm sure if I wasn't allergic, I would love cats as much as I love dogs, but I'm allergic, can't be around them. Most of the time, I can't be around people who have cats. Like, I, I'm so allergic to cats, Tyler. If I shake someone's hand, yesterday, some of my relatives, some of my in-laws have cats. I shake the hand. I break out in a few minutes. That's really? how bad it is. But I have no personal grievances against cats themselves. It's just my body apparently rejects them. So there we go. <laughs> we, got, we, we got two more stories for you guys, and it just keeps getting better. I, like, like, 
it's not that any story's better than the other. It's just that we're really having a lot of fun here. So this is another one here. And this one coming to us from Manchester, New Hampshire. And of course, I, I did not say this earlier. I have to say this. I'm contractually obligated to. That's not true, but I will anyways. Any of these stories, you go to any of your great TV websites, your local website. Here in Omaha, that would be WOWT. You're in Lincoln, Nebraska. That's 1011 News, KOLN. You go to your local gray website, you're going to find these stories. If they're not on the front page, you click the national tab under news, you're going to find these stories. You can enjoy them just as much, if not more, than we're enjoying them right now. So here we go. Brothers re-gift same hard candy for more than 30 years. This is out of Manchester, Manchester, New Hampshire. I'll give uh, the lead here and then we'll, we'll cue the video. Two New Hampshire brothers have gotten their holiday regifting skills down to an art. They've been passing the same hard candy back and forth for over 30 years. Let's watch this. Oh boy, this, this sounds terrifying. <laughs> Never heard of a holiday tradition as quirky as this. It's managed to survive every single year and we continue to do this. The Wasson brothers are always trying to outdo each other, even when it comes to a sour present they've been re-gifting for 34 years. Christmas 1987, Ryan Wasson got some lifesavers for his brother Eric as a joke. Eric doesn't like the candy. I didn't eat them. And so the next year I thought, hey, I think I'm going to give it back to him. You'll never remember. Oh, but Ryan remembered. And I immediately recognized it. Saw the little Rite Aid sticker on the back. Year after year, the lifesavers were re-gifted back and forth, getting more creative each Christmas. I froze it in a block of ice before, put it in jello. He one time sewed it into a teddy bear. Other people got in on the joke. Family, co-workers, even the sheriff's department. And last year, expired candy was on the dinner menu. Second tray comes out and there's the lifesavers on a silver platter. This year, it's Ryan's turn to gift to Eric. But he's running out of ideas. So he turned to the WMUR new local page for suggestions. Even considered asking us to surprise Eric as part of a mock interview. The problem is, his cover is already blown. Well, I thought it was a great idea until I found out about it. So I had, so now I have great ideas as well, so I'm prepared for them all. So for now, Ryan will keep thinking of how to one-up his brother. Neither one of us will give up. You know, we're brothers. We can never give up. If you ask which one has ever done, you know, the, the, the best as far as giving these, we're both going to say it's ourselves, right? I mean, we're never going to give in. I'm Mike Cronin reporting. Great, great story. So um, I don't have, I, I've never tried to do anything like that, but my, my father, Dr. Richard Bell, what he did for years, and he told me as much, is that for years what he would do is when my grandfather's birthday would roll around, my dad had the same card, the same exact card, and would put it in a new envelope every year and would give it to my grandfather, saying, happy birthday, old man, Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera. And then, whenever my grandfather was looking away, my dad would grab it and throw it back into the glove box. And so, he, for, for decades, my dad got away with this until uh, a few years before my grandfather passed away. My grandfather finally saw it, recognized it, and went, "You don't get to do this anymore," and ripped it up in front of me. Wow. Him. Yeah. So that that's a that's a true story. Tyler, you got something like that too. So. 
Each year in my family, we play Dirty Santa, which I believe some people call White Elephant. Oh, okay. The, the White Elephant gift exchange, yeah. There's always an old maid involved, and somebody gets stuck with the old maid and has to hold on what, to what it is for the an entire old year. Maid? What is the old maid? The old maid is exactly what it sounds like. Instead of winning a gift in the gift exchange, you get this figurine of an old maid. Oh, it, it, it's the uh, it's, it's the goat. It's the goat behind the door. Yes. And let's make a deal. Okay, and got it's it. been tossed around the family for so many years. What was really funny along these same lines, uh, so we had a family member that uh, was a, you know, essentially married into the family, right? Mm -hmm. And it was their first year with uh, in, into our family. Well, that's that's always rough. And they ended up with the old maid. Oh, no. And a few months later, there was a divorce, and that person wasn't a part of the family anymore. And oh. so we were thinking, oh, no, is the old maid gone? And somehow the very next year, that same exact old maid still found a way back into the game. So oh, we've tried to get rid of this thing, but it will not disappear. <laughs> It is. You can't get rid of it even if you try. No. Oh, my Lord. It always pops back up. In my nightmares, too, nonetheless. Oh, my now, Lord. Now, as far as the hard candy goes, Mike, Yeah. you might think I'm lying, but we'll see. I we'll would see. actually give some of that hard candy a shot. After 30 years? I would. I would take a bite. I mean, I'd be willing. So the thing is, hard candy, it, it's, it's, it's just desiccated sugar and some fruit flavoring and whatnot. I I can't imagine that it's um, it would make you sick or anything. It's not going to kill me. No, I, I doubt it would kill you, actually. So, folks, at L&L, there's no scripts. Now I'm going to bring up another story because, Tyler, you just reminded me of this. My first newspaper job uh, at the Bellevue Leader in Bellevue, Nebraska, okay, so this is 2012, I'm working there, and we had a six-pack of Mountain Dew in glass bottles. Now, they don't do soda in glass bottles. Yeah, sure, you can find them everywhere, and they still do it somewhere, but these bottles were old, very old, years and years and years old, cobwebs on the bottles old. And somehow it came up, hey, Mike, I double-dog dare you to crack one of those suckers open and, and, and drink one. And I should not have, but I did. Oh, I did. And did I get sick? How bad was it? No, it, it uh, I'm not condoning this. I'm not saying do it. I, I'm saying I, I, I'm all for expiration dates. Never thought I would say this in my life. I'm all for expiration dates. What a line. But, but yes, I, I cracked one open and I drank it. And uh, I have friends who can attest as witnesses. I drank it, and honestly, it was flat. Imagine that. No, that wasn't. I'm not trying to rhyme. But it was flat, but otherwise, tasted fine. And uh, I didn't go blind. I didn't get sick. Nothing happened. But I'm not recommending it by any means, okay? But that story reminded me of this. So I'm just saying, 30-year-old rock candy, maybe. But uh, some several years old Mountain Dew, I, I can't even remember how old it was. I think it was as old as I am, which is old. So... Just saying, be careful. Don't take any unnecessary risks. Does that work? I think that does. Okay, well, if you learn anything... We have today, given the warnings. Okay. We've done our part. I don't condone eating or drinking expired food. Here's the last one, folks. 
Oh boy, all right. And another big heartwarming story. We love this kind of stuff. That's what we wanted to bring to you, the LNL viewers today. So, caught on camera, officers pay for shoplifters' groceries. Again, you can find this on any great website. This is coming to us from Indianapolis, <laughs> Indiana. I don't know why, I'm sorry, I cracked up there. So here we go. Is that funny to you? I, I, I'm a Colts fan. I'll admit it. So I don't know I mean, what, what my deal is. They they just won, and now uh, last I checked, uh, my second favorite team is doing good. Per, uh, the Bills are doing pretty good right now too. So I apologize, everybody. I'm just having a good time. Okay, Tyler, let me let me live my life. The Christmas spirit just really hit you today. Sure, <laughs> sure. Let's go with that. So <clears throat> this is Indy. Uh, instead of arresting a shoplifter desperate to feed his family, two Indianapolis police officers decided to pay for the groceries the man tried to steal. There's a video. Let's watch. It's a lot easier way to carry it than inside your sweatshirt. So there you go. Merry Christmas. Good. For you. Good. Yeah, that's for you. Merry Christmas. That's Officer Jim Gillespie's body cam video from Thursday at the Save-A-Lot near Lafayette Road. Police say store employees accused the man of slipping food into his jacket he didn't pay for. The manager decided not to press charges, so officers unhandcuffed the man and saw it fit to help him out and paid for the food items. Me and the other officer just really exchanged uh, looks, mm -hmm. uh, like this is a good opportunity here uh, to help somebody out. And, uh, you know, at the end of it, neither one of us were really interested in arresting the gentleman either. Officer Gillespie, a 14-year veteran on the force, walked the man outside with the bag of food and gave it to him when he turned around. And he didn't take it at first, and he was taken aback, and he really shocked look on his face. He told us every day officers do things under the radar for people in need. I really can't tell you the number of times I've seen other officers step up and help out people in need, whether it's buying groceries, changing a tire, filling gas, buying an air conditioner, there's all kinds of things officers have done. Uh, so. When you see the video, understand that this is normal. This is normal for us. He says it's unfortunate to see some people act in desperation, knowing there could be severe consequences. Usually in those circumstances, you do expect to go away in handcuffs or at least receive a physical citation where you're going to have to go to court. And instead, he's getting a bag of the food that he was intending to take in the first place. Instead of getting a fine or spending Christmas in jail, this man went home. Gillespie says, let this remind everyone to have compassion for others. It gave all of us a good feeling. And that's what it's really all about when you give back. It, it's being able to bring someone joy, which in turn, a lot of times you feel that same joy. How about that? Great story there uh, out of Indianapolis on officers uh, paying for a, a shoplifter's groceries. Mike. We always try to look for these neighbor, helping neighbor situations this time of year. And you talk about turning a bad situation into a positive here. And hopefully somebody learns from it uh, at the end of it, too. Absolutely. You know, uh, we're, all, we're all in different states of our life. And sometimes um, you just uh, you try to buy some groceries and you can't or uh, you're a little short of money, and sometimes uh, pe people got to eat, you know? So it, it, I'm sorry, I'm a little emotional after this one too. It's just, uh, it's really heartwarming to see that these, uh, these cops, uh, instead of taking somebody to jail, and, and folks, you get arrested, you go to jail, that's not the end of it. Then you got to court appearances, fines, 
uh, trial fees and so much. Uh, the fact that they just kind of went, you know, instead, why don't we just do this? It, it, it's a really positive story. Out of and this, cops own money, too, yeah. I'm sure. The fact that... He and cops don't make a lot of money. I'm just going to put right. that out there. You know, they, from last I've heard, every cop I've ever known and talked to, uh, it, it, they're not rolling in dough. You know, it's not, it's not a profession that you get into to make tons of money. I'll put it that way. So. Right. And we're talking about a time where inflation is up and groceries aren't cheap either. Uh, this says a lot about this a cop and what a uh, positive story there. Mike, uh, this time of year, a lot to be thankful for. You know, I I'm so grateful for every day I have and for the people I'm around. You answered it before I could, I ask you. Tyler, what are you thankful for this year? Man, it, this job, the people I work with, my family, my friends, you know, and and you know when when I see stories like this too, you know, just knowing that there's still good people out there doing good things. We spend a lot of time on these airwaves with you know news that is not positive. The with bad things news that are there's always bad news going yeah. on in the world. And when you see stuff like this, uh, how can you not put a smile on your face? Puts with, with what we went through to see all this stuff throughout the holiday season, these good people helping, uh, you know, with, with good people being help, uh, helping out here. Warms the heart again, and I keep saying that, but it's true. Like, I feel it. And also, yeah, it restores a little bit of um, faith in humanity. Yes. Because we deal with a lot of bad news and a lot of crazy stuff. But, folks, if, if there's no other time besides the holidays, I'm not aware of it, where you can kind of look back and be like, I got this, I got that, I got my family, I got my friends. And uh, I got a job. I, I'm thankful for everything I got. And I hope that it shows. Yeah. But, folks, those are the top holiday stories for local news live from a number of our gray stations. So tune into any of your local gray stations. You can find any of these stories. If they're not on the front page, you'll find them if you go under the national tab, usually. But I'm Mike Bell. That's Tyler Jones. We appreciate you guys tuning in.